What's up, Femcast fam? This is Jenea, and you are now listening to the Femcast podcast. Thank you for being here. And before we get into the show, we're just going to run through a few things. If you enjoy this show, if you've enjoyed previous seasons up to this season, please follow us on Instagram at Femcast Podcast. That is where we have a little bit more. Um, deeper discussions around the topics of the show and on Twitter at FemcastPod, CST. And also, whether you are listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or watching this intro on YouTube, if you could please leave a comment or leave a review on the Apple Podcast app, I would greatly appreciate it. I just want to reiterate, you know, why I give these asks and I, I request these things from y'all <laughs> because as we, as we discussed in last episode, the Femcast is a labor of love and the biggest reward for me is that people gain things from this show, that they enjoy this entertainment, that they enjoy consuming these conversations and it helps them feel a little less alone in the world and it helps them feel more engaged and that's one of my favorite things about the Femcast you know you leaving a review you telling a friend that all contributes to the show and it helps it reach other people who are also looking for this kind of entertainment because realistically and honestly uh, it is not as common as (laughs) we would like so again Thank you for being here. I am literally so excited about this episode. And so let's backtrack a little bit. If you have listened to the episode, I believe it's in season, it may be in season one or season two. I forget which which season, but it's about different queer TV shows. You know that I am not a huge fan of the L word. Now in 2019, you know, When it was rebooted, I really didn't feel much. I tried to watch it in college. I think this is so many people's stories. I tried to watch it when I was kind of first coming out, when I was first, you know, owning my queerness. And the L word was one of the first things that came about as something that I should try to watch. And it was not for me. I struggled to get through the second episode. I don't even think I got through the first episode. And I just moved on. I think I just more so leaned on web series because the reality was that I just was really struggling to get through the first iteration of the L word that I believe came out in 2004. So fast forward to 2019, right? The reboot was announced maybe late 2018, early 2019. And I felt nothing. Um, My friends kept talking about screenings and things like that. And at first, I just didn't care. But then when I just saw like all my community, so many queer fans, you know, so excited about this reboot and about this show coming back and talking about what it meant to them, you know, all these years ago when it first came out or even some time in between, because that was like their main reference, just giving the super poor representation of queer folks on TV, especially queer women and femmes, I just, I started to feel compelled to care, okay? The peer pressure got me and me and a friend had like a screening situation just for like the first episode and we all had a conversation afterward about like, 
all right, what we took from the, the premiere of the Generation Q reboot and just many things. And I love this so much. And so I just felt compelled to care about the show. And especially just as a TV lover, you know what I'm saying? Y'all know I'm always trying to stay on top of the queer things. And honestly, with the first season, I, I did not like it. <laughs> I had a lot of thoughts. I had a whole bunch of thoughts. Um, and <laughs> it, yeah, not a lot of great thoughts. But this second season, I feel a little differently. You know what I'm saying? I feel a little bit more hope, shall I say. And we'll get into that later with the co-host for this episode, who I am so excited to introduce you to. So the co-host for this episode is Santiera or Santi. So me and Santi actually met in college. Santi is a native of Columbus, Ohio, and that is actually where I went to school. Um, We both are in like this kind of communications organization uh, that basically has students who are like in PR and journalism or in advertising. And it was specifically for black students. And Santi was like on the leadership team. It was super amazing. And so we met at university. And so after university santi actually moved to dc we went on a few trips with the organization to dc and i remember santi loving dc so much and santi made it happen for herself okay so she is currently living in dc and pursuing her career in public relations and so santi like came out i know that's a whole conversation to have coming out versus coming in but the way santi phrased it santi came out publicly um in the fall of 2019 actually which kind of really falls around the timing of the the reboots release which is interesting and since then she's continued to explore her queerness and dating friendships adulting and just the constant self-evolution of it all and i am so 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 proud of her and this week you know santi actually loves the l word right the l word came out in 04 and Santi started watching it in like 2019 and so y'all be coming for me because I'm not an L word stan so I got me a co-host for this episode that is also a stan so that we can have a full-fledged full-out conversation with somebody who has the background knowledge of the first iteration of the show that I don't have. I'm so excited to introduce y'all to Santi and here is our conversation. Hey, Santi. Welcome to the FinCast. How you doing? How you feeling? How you feeling today? I am doing so well. I feel like so well rested. Yeah. Um, this weekend slept so much. Oh, my God. I'm I glad to hear it. Yes. We reclaiming rest in this season and forever. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> reclaiming Absolutely. our time. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm like, you know what? If if it's one thing that I'm going to do, I'm going to give me some sleep. Yes. At the end of the day, like this last month, I haven't been getting any sleep. Yeah. And I promised myself that that was the one area that I would not like sell myself short in. Mm-hmm. And then like this last month, I totally forced I was like, why have you forsaken me? <laughs> <laughs> I feel um, it. 
Yeah, but I'm fi- I'm like super well rested. Mm-hmm. So excited to be here. Yes, How are you? I'm good. I'm excited to have you on the show. Okay, yeah, to talk about the L word. But first, we're gonna get into some queer news. So first up, okay. Coleman Domingo is gonna portray Bayard Rustin in an upcoming film. So for the people who don't know, Bayard Rustin was a civil rights activist. He worked alongside Martin Luther King. Um, he helped organize the March on Washington. He did a lot of things and he just never got credit because they knew he was gay and he was like open about it. But also because he was open about it, they never allowed him the visibility and he never got the credit uh, for all the work that he did. Mm-hmm. So this is kind of huge. Like I'm super excited. I get super emotional when I hear about him because when I first heard about him, my jaw dropped. I was like, are you kidding me? Like all this time. Yeah, I had never heard of him before. You literally just mentioned Really? Him. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Didn't um, know a thing. Yeah, so he's going to have a film. I'm excited. Coleman Domingo. He was recently in Zola. I mean, he's just an amazing, amazing actor. So mm. super hyped to see what that's going to look oh, that's like. Exciting. Yes. I'm excited. I'm going to look that up. Yes. And next up in Canada, they ruled misgendering a human rights violation. Period. The simple things probably should have been right. happened. Yeah. Man. <laughs> yeah. Like, come on. We need to catch up at this point. Yeah. Some at stuff. At this point. Yeah. Some stuff would just be like, wow. Like. like never got that bothered. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> never yeah. should it, ha- never should it still be a thing. Like, come on, y'all. Like, we need to get past that one thing. Yeah. Definitely. Bretman Rock makes history as the first out gay man to cover Playboy magazine. Did you hear about this? That is my baby. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I am like, it's not many. But like Bretman, um Yeah. Yes. Good for all of us. Yes. Yes. I'm here for it. Yes. He's so much fun. <laughs> it's so interesting, like sometimes watching okay, right. It's not it's not his celebrities, but kind of watching the people who kind of came up on Vine and like when they were yes. younger and see them be Adult, like you know the the, the kids who kind of went viral for their funny videos and see them like grow up like Bretman yes. is becoming his own person you know as an adult and it's like really cool it's it's so beautiful like I just remember seeing him do his makeup tutorials like you said his vine videos yes. and then just seeing how he really just <laughs> kind of left the beauty industry and was like I'm going to Hawaii mm. and I'm living my whole best life yeah and this- and he is such a beautiful man. He is. He is gorgeous. <laughs> he is gorgeous. He yes. is such a beautiful man. And what's funny is like a couple of people, he's come up in conversations a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Um, and even with some of our queer friends, they don't know who he is. Mm. I'm like, how do, hold on. Let me pull him up real quick. Yeah. And as soon as I pull him up, they're like, oh, he's fine as hell. Mm-hmm. I'm like, fine as hell. Unproblematic. Yeah. Now he don't play boy. Unproblematic. <laughs> yes. Yes. We stand. We stand, Bretman. Next up, so it's a show called We're Here. I brought it up like once on the show because on the Femcast because We're Here came out like right before COVID. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Kind of. And so it just hasn't been a new season in so long. But basically kind of think Queer Eye, but it's not Queer Eye. It's Drag okay. Queen. So it's Shangela, Bob the Drag Queen, and Eureka. Problematic. I don't love Eureka. Um, but they... Mm-hmm. Go ahead, sorry. We know what you gonna say. Was she what? Was Eureka on RuPaul's Drag Race? Yes, yes. Okay. I mean, she's better now, but she was um she was problematic in her early days. Mm. The white Southern things. Um, that's so. It's unfortunate. Yeah. Surprising. Yeah. Right. Um. 
but unrelated to the show. But the show basically they go to like small towns a lot, like in Midwest, in the Midwest, from what I could remember. And they mm-hmm. basically like people kind of write them letters about what they're going through or a way they want to improve, and they come and like turn them into a drag queen and like have some sort of show in their oh. hometown because basically it's like they go like it's called we're here because they go to communities where you know a lot of times people say oh a lot of which happens a lot of queer people move to bigger cities because they're looking for that community and they make it seem like mm-hmm. there's no queer community even in like the small towns and so mm-hmm. they go to the small towns basically and like dress a person up as a drag queen on first thought i was like what the fuck how is this gonna what but it actually i feel like does what queer eye tries to do like times 10 like it's is I really like it a lot. Like I, I, I would be crying on that first season. So um, I'm very excited about this new season that came out. It came out on the 11th. So I'm excited to see what. Hey, and you said this is on um, Netflix. HBO. I brought up Netflix. HBO, so I was thinking Queer okay. Eye, but it's on. It's on HBO. I'm pretty sure it's on HBO. Mm. Yeah. Yes. Listen, I don't have HBO. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Insecure coming up. The girls are getting their coins ready for these specific seasons before they end this description. Yeah. <laughs> you look. Yes. Next up, so I'm sure you heard about it. Dave Chappelle released his comedy special. Mm-hmm. Apparently, he is still talking about the trans girls. It's it's giving like let it go like please like i'm i didn't watch it did you watch it i did watch it you I did what well, what was your thoughts as somebody who watched it so when i watched it he even said like at the beginning of it he was just like he prefaced it it was just like he made a couple of jokes like within the first 15 minutes and he was like trust me it's gonna get like a lot worse than that um how i felt about it i'm just like <laughs> in in Honestly, like, in my honest opinion, one, I want to go back and rewatch it because part of it I was watching, don't do what I was doing. I was doing Instacart at the time and I was oh, driving. Okay. And I was like, I had a plane in the background. <laughs> um, <laughs> in the background, i.e. I had it up on mm-hmm. yeah. the little thing yeah. hidden behind my navigation. Right. But, um, like, I'm not even going to lie. It was, I didn't laugh as much as I have laughed at his previous specials. Mm-hmm. But... I could definitely see, like, there were a couple of jokes where I was just like, okay, I can definitely see why people felt like this was, like, incredibly problematic. Yeah. And it more than likely was. Like, it it felt uninformed at times. And mm. most of my critiques came from the the um, comments that he was making about the baby. And okay. just, He like, brought up the baby? He brought up the baby and, like, the whole cancel <gasps> culture thing. And I'm like... And I got, like, I got into a very passionate discussion with a friend of mine. Yeah. She, she is her. Right. Mm -hmm, (laughs) Um, mm -hmm. But um, she was just, like, she was trying to, like, almost play devil's advocate in a way or, like, like be a whole thing about, like, cancel culture and all that good stuff. And I'm just, like, look. And she also was just, like, you know, you don't know when he recorded the special. I'm, like, it ain't nothing to hop online and go back and see when this dude recorded the special. Because my thing is just, like, if somebody, it's bad enough that you made this comment. People say that this was messed up, and you double down. You double down on it. You double down on yes. it, and then and then you issue like that apology was a PR. Like I do this yeah. for a living. I know I know PR when I see PR. Like <laughs> period, Nancy, period. <laughs> like, <laughs> that was definitely a whole PR move. So yeah. No, I don't feel bad for the dude getting canceled. He knew what he did, and he doubled down on it. Yeah. Like, you talk about standing on something, stand 10 toes on it. Right. You said what you said. 
Now educate yourself and you're going to have to take these L's afterwards. But the thing is, is at the end of the day, you're not no child that made no simple like right. no mistake. Right. Um, and so I didn't agree on that mm-hmm. at all. He did like dedicate the last bit of his show to a um, friend of his who was also, she was a trans comedian who mm-hmm. passed away a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and which I thought was that's really even giving. I'm sorry, that's giving PR to me. I gotta be honest. You I think know, so? I know we have to <laughs> uplift the way trans women, especially the ways that they are attacked for who they are and things like that. But also, that gives PR to me because why not leave it alone? Like, I agree with what you said. Why not be like, I shouldn't touch this and I should just do my comedy about the other things while I continue to learn, or also, better yet, while I continue to. Um, resonate on things because there's always this thing where people always got to react they always got to say what they think instantly you could have just shut mm-hmm. the fuck up about it and maybe like two comedy specials down you know what I'm saying once you had a full form yeah. thought on this it's giving like obsession like leave leave these people alone <laughs> you know what I'm saying who acts for you no uh, and honestly like I think that if you have an entire group of people that are saying the same thing. The same thing. Then there has to be something behind, there has to be something to it. Yes. And mm. there was, so like during the special, I don't, so are you saying like you're not going to watch it at all? Oh, uh, likely not. No, I'm not. Okay. <laughs> it's all good. Um, we'll talk about it now. Like during the special, he was um, talking about like the Me Too movement and how basically, um, he texted like one of his comedian friends and was just like, are you going to like the women's march or something like that? And mm-hmm. it was a black woman and she was like, I hope them white bitches get tear gas. Mm-hmm. And okay. I was like, honestly, I felt her on that mm-hmm. because of the fact that the women's march was, march was inc- like the feminist movement in general. Don't be is for incredibly us. Whitewashed. Yeah. Yeah. And so his points about how to actually try to enact change as somebody that did walk away from a show with like and walked away from 50 million dollars and stuff like that right i felt like that i'm like okay you can you got your points on that you got your points mm-hmm. off on that the comments about the baby i'm like uh no yeah no. some of the a, a few of the like jokes that he made about the trans community, I was just like, okay, I can definitely see why. I can definitely see why everybody was pissed about this yeah. shit. Like, I can definitely see that. Um, okay. I think a lot of time with, like, cis men. They don't know like, how. cis hetero men. <laughs> they don't. I mean, cis hetero men. They know allyship when it's about them, though. They know about allyship when it's about them. You know Absolutely. what I'm saying? Absolutely. And that's what came up in the show. Ugh. Like, he's like, I know I'm a black man. And... <laughs> <laughs> it came up in the show mm-hmm. and he's like i know about oppression like i'm a black man and stuff like that and i'm just like okay you a man though but as a cis hetero man it is like i don't i don't know like what doesn't fully click when it comes to like just what is considered appropriate and just downright fucking stupid because you can be funny you can be funny without talking about certain that's that's what i mean when i say like do we need to hear your opinion like you know what i'm saying if i want to hear anybody thoughts about the trans community it's gonna be a trans person specifically or they at least gonna be fucking queer who asked dave Chappelle for his thoughts on transgender anything (laughs) that'd be my question he didn't know how to sit on it he didn't know how to take the l like the girls were not here for what the fuck he said and he didn't know how to shut up 
and maybe come back to see two specials, four specials later with a whole new mm-hmm. perspective because he could be very well, you know. But it just felt like to me too. This may felt this felt like a um like an Easter egg to kind of get people to watch it as well because everybody's talking about that one thing and I'm starting to feel like are you confident and you're and you're confident and are you confident in what you bring to the table currently right. you know as, as a comedian can you be like I want to challenge you to be funny without bringing up these communities that you ain't got shit to do with unless it's with class unless you know what I'm saying uh-huh. so that that yeah. I, I feel you Santi I'm like I'm 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 tired like shut up highlight some trans living comedians yeah and at the end of the special he was like I'm not making any more jokes until like I know that we can all laugh about it together and it's just like okay well if y'all not about to laugh about it together so are you saying that you're finally about to stop talking right 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 he said that it was his last special for a while and that it was his last special talking about that particular subject talking about let me actually give voice to it the trans community Mm -hmm. um and he was like, until like we can all like laugh together and all this stuff, and I'm just like, okay, that goofball. Hire trans, give a trans comedian your motherfucking microphone. A trans woman comedian, your mic. You know what I'm saying? Like for me, all this just sound like fluff. All this just sound like I just don't care. I don't. I don't. Maybe too, because I'm not. Um, I don't. Some people are like Dave Chappelle stands. I'm not that person. So also, too, I know it's more difficult for people, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. who, like, are huge fans. You know, he's a human but being. The thing is, like, I am a big fan of Dave Chappelle. Absolutely. Like, I am a huge, like, his former, or, like, his um, older specials, I absolutely love yeah. Dave Chappelle. He's obviously funny. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's why I was just like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people That's the one trying. thing that I can't stand, like, yeah. that's the only thing, like, that's the thing about celebrity culture, though, like, I could really be fucking with somebody and then as soon as some shit hit, hits the yeah. fan, I'm just like, fuck, like, I thought we had a good one. Yes, yeah, <laughs> I mean, that, it's just a reminder that they human and that they gon', you know what I'm saying, it's Absolutely. levels to it, it's levels to that shit, but, you know, it's a reminder that we can't really, um, be making everybody our icons, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> or like... Right uh yeah lastly so cardi b organized her first same-sex wedding for her facebook series cardi tries she like got her official officiant certificate um yes cardi b tries is funny so it's a basically it's facebook if y'all don't know facebook bought instagram a long time ago and they've been trying to promote the messenger app so honestly it's truly like a series that's literally just like ads for this messenger app or whatever but it's mm-hmm. funny they're like mini episodes on facebook on her public um facebook page in the video section and like every episode she does um some crazy shit like one is like hardy tries to be a ballerina um, like Cardi goes to the zoo or something where she's like interacting with all these crazy animals. It's basically that typical mm-hmm. like let's see the celebrity be put in like yeah fun Didn't regular New York crazy have a show like that Tiffany Pollard. I feel like she Pollard. did. Pop, mm-hmm, she mm-hmm. did. I feel like she did. That's why I'm like celebrities be doing this, but it's a funny show and I watched it. Mm-hmm. So the later episodes, I don't know. I think it's because she's pregnant. She's doing it with like a celebrity kind of guest host. So this one she did with Raven Simone. It was very cute. It was cute. It was very cute. The couple, they were two black women. Very adorable. It was cute. I like the show in general. Um, So it was like, it was cute to see that. Yeah, yeah. And especially her speak on, you know, they actually had a real conversation about, because um, one of the, the, the girl who was proposing, her parents mm-hmm. 
did not approve of her proposing to her girlfriend. And so they had a like discussion about that. And it was actually really good. It was just nice to see like, you know, all these black women talk about these things. Like Cardi is like, um, it could change one day. Cause I don't know if folks know Cardi's sister is gay. Cardi's also bisexual, but her sister I think is lesbian. Um, and she was talking about how like her, her mama hated her sister's girlfriend at first. And then now she feel like she loved them more than she loved her kids. And then like, yeah. Raven talking to saying like, you know, it might not change realistically. You know what I'm saying? That's a reality for a lot of us too. So it was cute. It was cute. It felt real. You know what I'm saying? It was still silly, but it was cute. It was very, very cute. Um, yeah. <laughs> you gotta watch it. It's cute. Yeah. So that that's it for queer news. Now we are going to move into the discussion for this episode i'm so excited to talk about season two <laughs> of the l word so we're gonna take it back a little bit before we talk about season two and just talk about mm-hmm. our histories with the l word so like mm-hmm. the original l word that came out in like either 02 or 04 how did you learn about it um so... did you watch it <laughs> like what was that like yes so like that was actually part of like honestly the discussion about like coming out okay um so when i moved out here and And you live in dc yeah Mm -hmm. i live in dc Mm -hmm. um when i moved out to the dc area um i lived about 35 40 minutes south of dc okay like out of the city in the suburbs Mm -hmm. um with family members and i was like okay i know that i've been feeling something for a minute Uh i know that it's been taking me a minute to like get here mm-hmm. it's it's been you know simmering below the surface okay like, I was a little kid, <laughs> yes. it down, all that good stuff um mm-hmm. little little crushes here and there throughout high school yeah crushes like I was people, like women that i was just looking at throughout college but I was yeah like, no mm-hmm. don't do that mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. but when i got out here i really started like looking for like more queer content and first person i came across was freaking amber's closet I'm gonna shut up. Yes, the first person that every every fucking fucking queer woman on this earth comes across first is Amber. She got the the queer woman, black queer black woman SEO on lock because she is always the first contemporary person. (laughs) But then after that, I think it was like looking through. Hold on, her name used to be, or their name used to be Ari Fitz. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ari, Arrows, Ari, Ari, Arrows, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, Arrows. Um, And so... They're friends. Like, just listen, yes, watching <laughs> some of their videos together, and I was just like, okay. And then during some YouTube video that I was watching, yeah. um, they talked about the L word, and I was just like, okay, where is this show? Wait, I need to so was this the it. first time? And this is 2018, yeah? Like, this is the first time this you heard is- about the L word? 2018. Oh yes. my, that's the first time you heard about the L word. Yes. Oh my 2018, goodness. 2018. Okay. And I was okay. like, what the fuck? What is this? Because <laughs> honestly, and we'll, we'll, talk, we can talk, definitely talk about that yeah. later. Um, like when I say that it was some suppression that was going mm. on in my life, like you cannot be queer. Like growing up, uh-huh. I thought lesbian was a zodiac sign. And so I was in daycare, <laughs> <laughs> which I think I got to confuse with Libra, which is crazy because I'm an Aries. It's definitely giving, um, it's definitely giving Zodiac energy though. Uh, <laughs> I like that. I 
like that. And so we were in, I was in daycare, like okay. in second grade. And everybody's going around and they're like, oh, like I'm a Leo, I'm a Sagittarius. Mm. I'm like, I'm a lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> This is so funny. And I almost got kicked out of daycare for saying that. Yes. I almost got kicked out of daycare for saying that. They were like, if you say it again, um, like you're going to be in trouble. See? And so like I was trained from a very young age. And even like at the time, like my um, my mom has grown so much. But like back in the day, she was like, you know, we don't do that. Yeah. You already black. I'm like, like, don't add no extra target yeah, to your back. Right. Um, <clears throat> she was like, you're a black, you're a woman. Yeah. Like, no. It's like, so she was not for it at all. Yeah. And so I got like scolded for saying it. Aww. And then somebody asked me at daycare again, like, oh, what did you say? Like that you were? And I was just, I said it again. And then I got in trouble and I literally almost got kicked out of daycare oh, for my that. Gosh. So like, I'm so from sorry. a young age. See, this is yeah. how they do. And this is why people say like, it's important to, if the person is lesbian to call them lesbian, because they act like it's mm-hmm. a bad word. Like literally, like you yes. just can't even say it. Like, yes. And so even to this day, I think there's like some unpacking that I need to, to do. do when it comes to like actual labels, because now I just mm-hmm. say queer. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Like pansexual or queer mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. something like that. Like, yeah. and, but even then, like when it comes to the labels, I'm like, huh, like, that makes you nervous. That's something that I still have to unpack. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. But in 2018, I came across the L word. And I will say, like, from jump, I'm like, I did not find Bet to be as, like, alluring and attractive as everyone claimed that she Me was until either. this last, until this last episode. I still and I don't, don't know see why. it <laughs> Like, I'm like, it's not... It doesn't, it never hit for me. I was like, Tasha, yes. Carmen, Wait, so you watched yes. all of it. You watched, you watched. <laughs> all of the old the o- You yes. watched, so you enjoyed it. You enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, uh, uh. Uh, it was very problematic. I understand yeah. that it was, the, it was what we had at the time. Right. We, like I wasn't like a whole. No, but I get you queer. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, it was what we had at the time. But when it came to like representation the way that they really tried to play moira to the left mm-hmm. like it was i'm like this is so problematic but also you was kind of so here but it was also entertaining like you also could watch it, was it. very entertaining okay absolutely i i like i started re-watching um some of the old episodes like really? while i was watching season two yeah. really okay very different experience to me i i started trying to watch it <laughs> when i was figuring out my queerness in college like freshman mm-hmm. year and I was bored as fuck. Like, I just kept finding myself on my phone. And I know when that happens, like, when I'm in the first episode and I'm, like, on my phone, I'm, like, it's not for me. I could not mm-hmm. make it to the end of episode two. I was just really bored. Mm-hmm. And I felt like, and, I, and I, I'm starting to learn that I'm such an anomaly because everybody has, like, your story. Like, it's, like, it's pro- it has its issues, da-da-da-da-da. But, like, this is kind of a mainstream thing that we had. Mm-hmm. I hear that all the time. But I was, like really bored um i kind of more so opted for like web series like i was watching web series and i know those come with their Mm. own things production value Mm. the different things but i think for me at that time like you know and obviously like you're from columbus and like i went i was in school in columbus but i was on campus and i felt like i was seeing like with the gays on campus i was seeing a lot of the white gays so i also feel like it was just like seeing that I was like, I, I actually can't, I actually can't keep seeing this. Like, so I think I opted for more web series because it was like, 
well, production value ain't great or, you know, storytelling a little, eh, but like they black, but like I actually kind of yeah. see myself, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I, I had, I mean, you know, like I, I had, there were cultural things that I was trying to, you know, culture shock right. in, in the environment that I was in more so being on campus. And so, yeah. um, yeah, so I definitely could not get into it. I think I just need to see more black people. Um, but that's huge for me too, though, because I'm the type of person, I don't like, I don't like starting a show mid-season. Like, I want to know from the beginning. Like, I want to know what all the things that happened. So, for me, it was like, I went into the the reboot. I went into the reboot feeling like, like, I don't know. Like, I don't, I didn't have huge hopes because I couldn't get into the original. But then, like, yeah. the fact that my friends... And, like, all the queer people was talking about how they love it so much. And the girls was help, hosting um, screenings and shit. And I was feeling yes, left watch out. Watch parties at all the watch lesbian par- bars. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so my friend, shout out to the France, like, suggested that we do, like, a just have people come over and, and watch it. You know, like, mm-hmm. have friends come over and watch it. And so I just felt left out. So I was like, okay, true. Let's do that. um and then I kind of liked it and I love like having us talk about it you know what I'm saying afterward Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying so so yeah that that that, that's my um experience with the original L word so you said 2018 so that was right before the reboot probably was announced because it came out in 2019 what how did you feel when you heard about this reboot Wait, hold on, real, real, real quick. Yes. So, are you saying that you've never watched the old L word? No. Or you did watch? No, no never? I did not like okay. it. I, I started from the reboot. So, so I'm glad you are here. I started from the reboot. So, with the little contextual things, the, 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 the hints they be dropping, I'm not catching them because I didn't oh watch the original. Gosh. I know, <laughs> I know the people who passed away. You know what I'm saying? The specific, Man. but Jenny Schechter. Oh my god. Yes. That- <laughs> yes. Yes. Towards the end of that series, I was just like, bro, like, you are literally, like, when they talk about problematic white women, mm. she would have been the one that would be, like, calling the police on little black kids okay. trying to sell candy or some mm. shit like that. Like, that's how I looked at her. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I was just like, <sighs> yeah. all right. Yeah. yeah. She, didn't need to, she did not need to come she back. She didn't need to come back. But okay. That's, that's kind of good to know. When I found out about the reboot. <laughs> he was hype. <laughs> I was I was like, let's fucking go. Yes. (laughs) I was so excited because I was just like, okay, I really want to see how they're going to do this. Mm -hmm. Like, who's all going to be there? Yeah. I will say that, like, I was really sad that uh, Pam Greer wasn't in it. Okay. um, Because. Very bad bitch. Yes. Yeah. Because, you know, she was in the original L word Mm -hmm. as Bet Sister. Right. I knew that. Um, See, I know the the, the general things. Yeah, and so, like, her whole thing in the OL word was, like, the fact that she was, you know, a very talented, like, an incredibly sweet person, um, overcoming her addictions and things like that, mm-hmm. and so to, like, go into season one of the L word and see, like, okay, part of the reason why she ended up passing away was due to the pharmaceutical right. companies, Company. like, pushing... Opioids. opioids and ended up giving you know opioids to an, a recovering addict yeah. and then she ended up getting like she relapsed and right. ended up passing away from an overdose so right. I was just like god damn it but yeah. <laughs> I was not ready for that yeah um I was so excited I was so excited when they t- when they announced that the uh, new L word was coming out yeah so what what let's talk let's start with likes we'll start with likes what did you like about the first season of the reboot, Generation Q? Was there things that you liked? 
Um, I like the fact, so I almost feel like did they do it because they know that they fucked up with Moira, but um, when they had Micah, like having that's Micah literally why they did it. Yes, yeah, <laughs> that's literally yeah. why they did it because they like, fucked up hard. Is this why you did it? Because y'all fucked up with Moira. Yes. <laughs> Um, and I'm just like, and even just listening to the names, Micah, Mora, mm. like, are you trying to like pay homage to the good bro? Like, I didn't think about that. <laughs> I didn't think about that. Yeah. Um, I love seeing, um, Micah on the show. Mm-hmm. I will say Kiara. Kiara, I mean, she was troublesome, but she was a bad bitch. That's my issue. Let's bring some more bad bitches on the show. Okay. She was a bad bitch. I love to see Shane with a bad bitch like that. Yes. I love the fact that Angie was not some racially ambiguous biracial girl. Like she's clearly black because biracial black girls do exist with majority black features. Mm -hmm. So I love that Angie. Um, I love that she was queer. Yeah. Um, I love that they kind of show like, you know, the innocence of a storyline of like, you know, a girl trying to tell her friend like, Hey, like I really like you. I thought it was so adorable. Um, See, I'm not even gonna lie. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Mm-mm. I love Gigi. I love Gigi. We I love on the same. Okay. Okay. Gigi. Okay. Hold on. Pause. <laughs> we on the same page. Do you? Okay. Did you start liking Gigi in season? So we're talking about season one. Did you start liking Gigi in season one or season two? Season two. So I okay. thought that she was pretty, but I really was like, okay. okay let's talk I about was... Gigi. Yeah. Let's talk about that when we get to season two because I'm on the same page. Mm-hmm. Season one, the way they had her was like, Okay, she just like, you know, I don't even remember shorty mm-hmm. name. Alice's Alice's ex's oh, what was previous. Yeah, I don't even. And I Nat. can't stand her. Nat. Nat. Nat got on my fucking nerves. Nat got on my she was fucking, fucking nerves. Right. <laughs> but yeah, I agree. Loved Gigi season two. Gigi, yes, yes. Okay, cool. So I liked Angie. Did you have any other things? Um. I believe that was all. And I just, I will say I love like the multiculturalism mm. and just like the diversity of the cast members mm-hmm. because the old L word was incredibly whitewashed. And yeah. even still, and we'll talk about season two a little bit. Yeah. Uh, or we'll get, we'll talk about season two and like mm-hmm. diversity and mm-hmm. what was her name? Lena Waithe. Like mm-hmm. when we get to that, but like the fact that they are working towards inclusion, you know, they are Yes, yes. I, you know I'm gonna just go ahead. Yeah. I'm gonna go ahead and let you go because I feel like I'm. <laughs> you say, to oh no, you good, you good, you good, you good, you good. So I loved meeting Angie too. Like I just love seeing the child of a queer couple be fleshed out like that because a lot of the times, you mm-hmm. know, when the show was trying to be like groundbreaking or whatever, it'll be like a fam, a, a, a queer couple with a child, but it'll we don't know anything about them or the dynamics right. or nothing like that. So I, I also really love seeing like, you know. It is a journey with Angie and Bet, um, and I feel for Angie because I hate Bet. So definitely like that. Um, I love that we see the young, the characters, like the younger new cast, have an array of jobs. I kind of mm-hmm. really like the original one thing I know for sure is that they was pretty well to do. Like they were pretty like living in a nice yeah. part of L.A. Like they were well to do. It was not. Um, you know, just showing people that working different kinds of jobs, you know, just the reality of it all. Mm-hmm. That kind of shit um, makes it unrealistic. I'm sure people do live in, you know, well-to-do, super white areas. But so yeah, I kind of that, think that ties on to the diversity thing. Um, I also like how the new cast was kind of interwoven with the older. Like, I like the way they did, like, how mm-hmm. Sophie works for Alice and 
um, Finley, aka Sarah, but everybody calls her Finley, how Finley is working at the bar and how Finley met Shane. Like, I kind of like to see the mm-hmm. way they kind of set that up, especially in season two. And then I think it was just very pretty. Like, it was shot beautifully, super colorful. Like, it that was just very, very... Um, fun now you brought up diversity and multiculturalism and we're gonna move into the dislikes because i don't dislike multiculturalism right but i felt like the first season they was trying to bang us over the head with it now you saying that the you saying that the original was super like i knew it was white but the emphasis you put on that it's making me think like maybe they just did the most because it was like damn like that first season the, the first iteration was just so bad but for me (laughs) even more than it's not the multiculturalism it's the constant mixed couples i'm gonna complain about this forever until Uh, it is fixed yes i'm just kind of like no two people of the same race or ethnicity are dating unless they're white like that and i think the only time that we really saw where it was the case was who was the when Beth was running for office. Yeah. And, and, and she and, and she, it, she was the side piece. Yes. They yes, even... and she was the side piece. <laughs> like, she was sleeping with a whole white man's black ass wife. Yes. Yes. Like, <laughs> I mean, and cute, right? Fuck these white men's life up. But, like, also, like, <laughs> come on. Like, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I just, and two, with the couples, I felt like we were thrown into the couples with no investment. Like, you gave me no reason to be invested into Danny and Sophie. You gave me no reason to be invested in none of these people. And I'm just watching them be together. Like, can I get to know them? You know what I'm saying? Individually. Can I know a little bit how they got together? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, that was the first. Now, that's the one thing about, I'm so sorry. No, you're good. You. No, you're good. Um, That's the one thing that I will say. I'm like, okay, y'all, y'all consistent with the OL word and... Mm-hmm. The new L word with that because of the fact that it's just like you almost never saw them see relationships through. Yeah. It was like yeah. one offs or there was one argument and it's just like, oh, we're done. And then you're on to the <laughs> next person when we know it don't always work like yeah. that. Um, yeah. And I feel like in the like the newer seasons, I'm like, y'all haven't really changed a whole lot mm-hmm. when it came to that. Like, can we see some resolution? Can we see, like, people actually talking through issues? Mm-hmm. Like, realistically yeah. and setting realistic, you know, expectations for one another moving forward? Like, I don't feel like they I don't feel like they do that. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. Um, and I'm hoping that they're working towards better. If there's a season three, we don't know yet if it's being renewed. Um, definitely agree. And I think last dislike for me is, like, Micah was just, like, trans for representation's sake like it was like and like you said it kind of was like okay we're just trying to make up for moira but like it was like what else about micah like i still don't understand what happened you talking about conflict resolution what happened between micah and um and and what i still don't even have a clear i just know that he found out that he was actually married i thought okay maybe they're poly and he wasn't being honest like what happened there it just felt like something to kind of like throw in and then the mom not like these are things that a lot of people can kind of like know and assume not to say it shouldn't be out there but like yeah I felt like no care was taken into Micah's like character development in the first season absolutely in the first season. not 
I actually watched this show with a friend of mine, mm-hmm. and she is like, I cannot fucking stand Micah. Like, I'm just not interested in his character. Like, he's so boring. And then another friend of mine, she's like, he's all like in season two. It felt like he was always a catalyst for some bullshit. Listen, listen. Go this ahead. Good point, this good point. This good point. This good. No, I'm, 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 I'm marinating on it because this listen. is given. Because I actually Mike like my, like Micah in season two. Was there anything else that you like didn't like about the first season that you want to talk about? About the first season. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I just. I kind of wish I would have came into this like really just like ruminating on season one. Oh no, it's all good. Um, but I'm sure that it'll probably come okay. to me. Yeah, um, yeah. So what? What I will say mm-hmm. that I oh go ahead. Mm-mm. You go. I don't <laughs> listen. I don't like the fact that they really they really tried to almost force Shane to be a baby mama like in season one. Yeah, knowing good and daggone well that that girl had commitment issues. Yeah, and. No, then she had she had a whole younger brother. She had a whole younger brother. And you talking about the old L word? Oh, Shane. no, Shane, Shane, and the O L word. Mm-hmm. And then that's when she left Carmen at the altar, and something happened. See, these she are things I didn't know. Like a couple weeks. Yeah, where's Shane's brother at? Shane brother with they broke ass daddy. Oh, okay. <laughs> See, these are things I don't know about. I've heard Shane say like I have a, you know, to mo- like not a great relationship. You know, with her father. But see, these are the things that I don't know because I didn't watch the first season. So you just educated me on something. So let's talk about season two likes. What are the things that you really like about this late, latest season? Fucking Gigi. <laughs> let's get let's into get into Gigi. Gigi. Yes. Let's get into her. I'm like, oh my god. I was just like, she speak, she's over here speaking Farsi and shit. Period. Like, talk, talk nice to me. Talk to me nice. <laughs> Please, yes. Listen, I love Gigi. Gigi. You said Gigi. you said Gigi. Period. It's just Gigi. <laughs> Gigi. Period. One thing that I will say that I do like um, is that they explored um, Alice's bisexuality. Yes. Um, and I caught it when I was talking to my friend. I was like, they're gonna try to make it an issue that she's dating a man right now mm-hmm. when she's a whole ass bisexual, and they're gonna try to make it seem like bisexuality isn't valid. Yeah. Um, Mm-hmm. Which I appreciate the fact that they did touch on it and that she immediately checked motherfuckers that had something say. to say about it. Mm-hmm. Um, because here for yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. All the way yeah. here for it. Yeah. And it's just like, that is such a annoying, tired-ass argument. Tired. That I'm like... Exhausting. Yeah, Alice, let's go ahead and touch on this and check their asses real quick. Mm-hmm. So I really liked that. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say... What is it? Say it, say it. No judgment. So I actually really enjoyed seeing the development of Shane and Tess. Ah! Like over the last couple you have. of seasons. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes, I enjoyed it because of the fact that it for me it was something that was like you saw like a friendship between the two developers. Right. And mm-hmm. When they were like, okay, we have to separate because I really need to go and take care of my mother. And she's just like, I understand completely, but I have roots here and I right. have to tend to this. Right. It wasn't something that was like this whole like dramatic, you know, no cheating scandal or anything yeah. like that. It was just genuinely like our lives are diverging into in two different directions right now. Yeah. Which is heartbreaking in and of Self, itself. It's a different right. type of feeling yes. where it's like there's no dramatic and, ending. It's just like real shit. Mm-hmm. We're growing. It's like, a different we have, at this point, we have to go in different directions, yes. which I really appreciated that. Yes. Um, 
Yeah, yeah. I, I was I was so sad. It was like, oh, but it was really nice to see that slow evolution of there in comparison to like the the reckless ass Shane. And I think the reason why they put they put Shane and Finley together is because Shane or Finley is a messier version of fucking Shane in the OL. Way. And that's exhausting for me. Like I can't. I I'm. <laughs> I don't need to know. I don't need no updates on Finley because I'm tired of it. I, I definitely agree. The re- that's one of the main things for me. Like, the relationships in this season feel fleshed out. I don't know if I feel like it should have mm-hmm. took two seasons. I feel like it's a way they could have started this maybe in the first season. But, like, I definitely agree. Relationships fleshed out. Particularly, I love Gigi because she's just a bad bitch. And I, I relate to her. Mm-hmm. Like, she's a bad bitch dating and is just happening to end up dating these people who have other things going on. Like, bitch, I feel you. And it's draining. We Like, are the people going to level up? Or are you going to keep on having to let niggas go because they just refuse? Like, I, I, I relate to her on that front. But also, like, I love her and Danny together. I actually think I see that Absolutely, yes. being potentially something good. Also, them being two Persian women dating. Now, Persian people are, tech, like, I don't know, in the U.S. technically considered white. But I believe that's of Arab descent. Like, seeing them dating, that's, like, a step. Just because it's always mixed. And so, um, Danny, her character in the show is, like, Mexican and Persian. But... That's dope for me. Oh, too. I didn't realize. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, her dad that. is. Okay. Yeah, her dad's Mexican, and her mom was the one who passed. Her mom who passed away was supposed to be Persian. Because mm-hmm. yeah, they had a scene, um, and she would talk about like her mom and speaking language. I don't know if you remember when they were at dinner. Yeah. Um, so I just love to see that. Definitely love Gigi. Gigi. Period. I like seeing their lives outside of relationships too. Like, mm-hmm. I get us a queer show. Obviously, we're gonna talk dating shit. But also, queer people just got lives. <laughs> like, everybody else got lives. Um, I actually like Micah this season. I feel like you, you said your friend or you didn't like Micah. So, I didn't have a problem with Micah. Okay. Up until the episode where... Um, his co-worker. He brought his co-worker she home. she was a bad bitch. And I'm just... <laughs> bad as fuck. Almost burnt down your fucking house. And then kissed her just to be like... Yeah. I'm about to go fuck with somebody else. <laughs> like, you literally just did all it is. Not this girl walking out with her fucking feelings hurt yeah. because you didn't know what the fuck you, want you wanted. The worst. Like, Agreed. that pissed me Agreed. smooth the fuck off. I agree. Pissed me off. I was just like, all right, you can go. I agree. You can fucking go. I definitely agree. But so, I, I do not stand behind that because that was very fucked up. Honestly, Absolutely. I would, only, only character I would say is my fave is Gigi. But I do love the way... We're seeing Micah explore his sexuality. For me, mm-hmm. this is the kind of shit that I'm trying to see on TV. I, I'm tired of the coming outs. I'm tired of the same. Right. We get it with family. Heart. Like, that's that's always going to be a thing. But for me, like, seeing this character who is trans, who had one understanding of himself as gay, and then realizing that he's actually attracted to women as well, or mm-hmm. trying to figure out if he's still attracted to men. Like, that's the complexities I want to see in queer storytelling. I think... Those are the kind of things that, like, we only talk amongst ourselves about, right? Like, I want to write about the shit that we only talk amongst ourselves about because it's just kind of like people not in this identity is kind of like, do they have the the bandwidth or, like, are they even at the understanding? You know what I'm saying? That things can change. And so we don't even go there with them. That's the kind of shit that I want to see. So as much as I don't stand. It's fluid. And ultimately, it's just like you're starting to see that you're you're seeing that it's really just fluid. Yeah, yeah. But even more than that, I just, I, I I feel like, like, I get, like, this is, uh, it's on, this is on Showtime. 
you know, I'm sure straight people also watch it. I just feel like in storytelling in general, like we mm-hmm. always only tap in the surface versus actually like get into the shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like seeing him, obviously sexuality is fluid. Like being queer people, we know that and we have an understanding that mm-hmm. even trans people, right? Their sexuality is fluid mm-hmm. as well. Like, or can be fluid or whatever. I feel like on TV, they don't even touch that. You know what I'm saying? Because it's kind of like, what can audiences handle? You know what I mean? So like, yeah. I just, as much as I do not stand behind, because yes, I'm also mad at him for doing that bad bitch. Like, don't do her. Like, she was a baddie and you play with her. Oh, and she boss. had the energy like to her mm, yeah as yes kissed me smooth the hell yes. out. i was like all right i can get on the mic and hate train <laughs> <laughs> i can get on i like it. what they doing with his character though i i agree i agree um i would say also like related to micah I'm, i feel bad i forget sophie's sister name who he's dating like that's actually fleshed yes, out as well yeah yeah and the disabled like i love seeing the representation for like disabled people like their love life, their storyline. They have sex. Like, I have a date. Yeah. She's like, I have a date. I ha- yes, they have sex yeah. too. Yeah. Um, and they're like, they're just as equally nuanced as everybody else, else and have to, has mm-hmm. the same desires, has the same ones. Yeah. And you can actually see that and like not, it's just, it's really nice to actually be able to see that mm-hmm. on TV. I think it's meant like for the number of things where I'm just like, really, where like y'all still fucking up in these departments yeah it's also like i'm also seeing the progress, progress. right at the same time yes. yes yes love rosie o'donnell in this season <laughs> it's just fun seeing her now i want to say something real yes. quick it's crazy so this morning actually it was like trending on twitter the la times it was like this opinion piece i honestly couldn't get past half because i was kind of blown so as much as we're seeing progress right the white gays are like not feeling this second season like they were bringing up stuff like um, talking about how like Rosie O'Donnell is like being a stereotypical white butch, and I'm like, what? I think she's just is going through it, and also she's experienced like she's dealing with her alcoholism. Like, mm-hmm. I read that this morning, and I was kind of blown. I was kind of like, it's very interesting to see how we are like growth, and then like the girls prefer it to be like first season. You know what I'm saying? Where we're like WTF? Like I hate that. Like I think what it. That's when you start to get into like the the layers of okay, what is it like to actually be mm-hmm. queer and white versus like yeah. a queer like a white queer experience yeah. versus like a PLC black queer experience. experience? Because I'm just like you see like all of these different representations of white queer people mm-hmm. in this show and this is just one person one person one person and like you said she's not being a stereotypical anything if, any, if anything it's like if people can relate to her people can relate to her yeah um but she's dating someone who she can definitely tell that her ex is still in love yes, with her yes and she's navigating that space and they share a child together so she's trying to like figure out how she could be a part of that child's life like that's a lot like Yes, it is a lot. Yes, it is, it is yes. a lot. And it's like, you're not about to play me. Right, <laughs> like, right. You hit it on the head, G. That's why I instantly, I was like, I actually can't finish this because I'm like, this is like, like I was like, this is a reach. Like, even, they even mentioned, um, forgetting his name, but the, um, ugh, the Wayans, I think he's a Wayans, the dude who's dating Alice. Um, they said like, he's a, he's being, oh, yes. they said that they're portraying him 
as like a weak black man. Not they didn't say it like verbatim. Not verbatim. Like that's what I said. G. Not verbatim. But basically, is he though? Because I know some. I know some niggas that are just like that. Yeah. And the thing is, just like so. What? It, what? My thing is just like a, there is more. Like stop trying to, make, to like pigeonhole yes. people to be in like like a single. Like we are not a single story. Right. Right. We are not a single story. And so like he can exist as he is being cheesy, being funny, yeah. being aware. And it's just like, you know, I might, and one thing that I really appreciate him, excuse me, appreciate about mm-hmm. him is the fact that he is a black man in these spaces. Yeah. And he's like, I don't fully understand everything, but I'm educating myself. I'm being, being around himself. it. I'm comfortable enough with my sexuality. Right. Yes. I'm not threatened by any of this. I'm not threatened by your past or anything like that. Yeah. Like, or the other people that you've been dating, I understand you and who you are right. and we're trying to build on this. Like, and up. yeah Shut yes G, like that's literally how I feel. and i'm like this is the la t- and i get it's like opinion but i'm like yo yo did y'all have any poc consult on like look just read this because i'm kind of like even you like you said every person is different and i'm like how is he and i don't want to say because i didn't say verbatim but she basically was implying that like he was like a pushover and a walkover and i'm like well when alice said that she had fucked her ex a few times he was not here for that. Like, show me the pushoverness. I think Absolutely. he's just kind. Yeah. I think he's okay with being soft. Like, I think, I think that's. I'm like, does that make you uncomfortable? Like, I actually felt like he didn't take away from the show being in this space. You know what I'm saying? I felt like he was a Absolutely good addition. Not. So I was just like, anyway, because I brought this up because we got to Rosie and I was like, I was like, this morning I couldn't believe what I read, but it just speaks to like you say, mm-hmm. like coming from different like experiences and I think also I agree with you about Alice and being a queer public figure but having to like remind people she's also attracted to men like I enjoy seeing that I have a thing about that but we'll get into that with the dislikes but I do enjoy seeing Mm -hmm. that and then lastly just seeing like Finley and Rosie O'Donnell's character I feel bad because I don't remember her name but um (laughs) seeing them too um navigate their relationship with alcohol I think that's so important because queer spaces are typically drinking spaces. That's the reality. A lot of times we build community in clubs and, and bars and parties. And it's a, I mean, substance abuse is a big thing in our community because yeah. it tends to be the environment that we are like in. So um, as much as I, I just, I can't stand family. Um, I am I'm I'm enjoying seeing this oh roll out. Yes, because yes. it's gonna be a read. Because I have feelings. So you go first. Listen, what? you want me to go yes, first? What's, you you go, go first. first. What's the dislikes for this season? Because let's start on the first motherfucking episode. Yes, yes. Let's start. <laughs> when I say that, like Sophie and Alice were talking, and she was like, and Alice was like, "Oh, I told Finley that we missed her, or something like mm-hmm. that." And she's like, "You did what?" I'm like, first of all, Sophie, shut the fuck up because you don't want to cheated on your fiance." Now, granted, I have my whole thing about the whole cheating situation that happened in season one. Okay, cheating is never okay. Mm-hmm. Cheating is never okay. If y'all are a monogamous, closed relationship, yes. you should not be hooking up with anybody else. Mm-hmm. At the same time, I'm like, Danny, you was you can you, you can understand why she was, was right. Falling the fuck off, and Sophie, mm-hmm. she was vulnerable, and she fell into the hands of somebody that was like there for her every single step of the way yeah. while your ass was out here mm-hmm. chasing fucking back. Yes, and so, yes. <laughs> that ass. But regardless, Danny never cheated. She thought about it, but she yeah. never followed right. through. Um, 
I can I can respect that. Okay, that's why I still it. fuck with Danny. I can respect and she still, that. Yes, and in season two, she told Sophie she was just like, look. Before we get married, I just wanted to let you know I had a crush on Bet. I never acted on it or anything like that. Um, integrity. Imagine. Like, Imagine the girls having integrity. Just, like just a, little, just a bit, little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> um, but when it came to Finley walking in at the end of the fucking episode into that wedding, when I when I say that I let out the loudest, <laughs> this fucking bitch. <laughs> Like this messy bitch. Like, you were mad at Finley? Me. Oh my God. My friend sitting next to me, she busted out laughing because I was like, this messy ass bitch. What the fuck? Yeah. Like, as soon as she came in here and I'm just like, bro, you're just like so, like you're such a fucking mess. Yo, okay, I ain't gonna lie. Santi, I appreciate and- it, Finley showing. I ain't gonna front you. I appreciate However you get the honesty, you get the honesty. I'm that bitch. I get us a ceremony. But I didn't. But 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 I I I hear you. I hear you. What would what would your preferred action have been from Finley after the wedding? Preferred. <laughs> my, my, <laughs> my first of all, the level of awareness that just wasn't there. Like yeah, the okay. whole thought, like the fact mm-hmm. that she was just like, how was I supposed to know that it was the wedding? <laughs> Monica, you walked into a whole ass yeah like ceremony. Yeah. See everybody sitting down. Yeah. And see these motherfuckers in their tuxedos and dresses and you didn't know that it was a fucking wedding what did you think was going on Finley right Ex- fucking explain it to me Finley I don't know yeah. but then it was just like okay I understand from season one um how they were talking about how basically she's been like ostracized from her family mm-hmm. because she's queer mm-hmm. um she's from the midwest and what um, happened I also want to know what happened when she went back to Missouri they, never, they don't yes, tell us they never touched on it um, she did say like she got her shit together mm-hmm. or something like that. Fake. Um, she did not. and then she came back. I mean, at the, at the time, I think she, she thought she did okay. until Sophie just so happened to go check on her fucking ex because her yeah. ex's dad was going through something. And then she started like, it was that easy for her to relapse. Um, mm. which just goes to show that she, you know, needed to get the help that she ended up seeking at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but Finley was just a, a big ass kid. It was just like a big ass kid yeah. and she and her and Bet have this thing in common for me where I'm just like y'all do stupid shit accountability and they'd be like woe is me yeah I hate and it'd be <laughs> like yo Santi that's my pet peeve in life with people like let's <laughs> let's be accountable for the shit hurts but let's if anything I'm going on with the fuck Zero I did accountability they don't do they, don't, they do not know accountability you you right oh my gosh yes. and then just the way that they so we, you want to touch on Finley, or are you trying to do like the whole dislikes? Real uh, quick? Uh, 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 give all the dislikes. Let's go, go, go all the dislikes because I'm agreeing with you. I didn't like. Um, I didn't like how like I didn't like the shit that Micah did with the badass. Yes. What is her name? Counselor, doctor. Yes, yes. What was yes? What was her name? She was a psychiatrist. Yeah. She's a psychiatrist. Um, I didn't like that mm-hmm. at all. Um, I didn't like. I was looking at um, Alice funny because when mm. she went back and started fucking with Nat and Nat was whole doing and like my thing was just like, okay, so you're doing exactly what Nat was trying to do in season one. Like you have feelings for both these people, but you couldn't understand that Matt was, that Nat was Polly. Mm. So like, what was it? Wait, like, so you're mad at you? Alice about this? Like I... I'm mad. At, I'm, I'm, I'm like, okay, because the thing is like, for me, I was just like, okay, you know that you have feelings for this guy. Mm-hmm you know that you also still have feelings for your ex. So you can understand 
Nat being in a situation where she was just like, okay, I have feelings for you, but I have feelings for somebody else too. And my feelings for somebody else does not negate my feelings. Well, I don't think, I don't think that I don't, okay. I I ain't trying to be devil's advocate, but I think that it's the fact that I think it's more so that Alice was having trouble letting go like versus like, I want both of them in my life. And equally, Mm -hmm. I think Alice Mm -hmm. knew Maybe she didn't give herself enough of a chance to explore polyamory. I think she tried to, and I think she knew she couldn't. I think she knew it was not for her. So I, for yeah. me, I don't know. I saw it kind of as like a, not I want both of them, but I saw it as kind of like a, like, like, like I can keep fucking her and try to convince myself that this isn't the reality, like the reality hasn't changed, that she she's poly and she's going to want other people in different ways. That's how, that's just yeah. how I perceived it. I, I think you can understand something, but also know, that is not for you and so mm-hmm. i think it was hurting her to know that she didn't feel like she was quote unquote enough. and i know that's the whole thing like if you're not polyamorous we may not understand these things but also i'm kind of like mm-hmm. i thought it was more that than like i want yeah. both of them and that's the thing is just like I, I will say like just sidebar i did appreciate like something i didn't even think mm-hmm. about the fact that they did kind of like try to explore polyamory yeah um, or season two, I believe. Yeah, yeah. season two. Um, Through an irritating just character. Just because of the fact that it's... <laughs> but Yeah, with an irritating-ass character. <laughs> but they try to explore polyamory. Yeah. And I'm just like, you know what? Because it's it's a reality right. for people's yes. relationships, queer or straight. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way that it works for some people, there there's nuances yeah. to it. They didn't necessarily explore it in depth. Right. But... Um, I did appreciate that, but back to the things that I did not yes. like. I'm not even going to lie. I enjoyed seeing Rosie O'Donnell mm-hmm. on the screen, but her character... She irritating. Just like, <laughs> irritating as shit. Irritating as shit. Yeah. I'm like, alright, my good sis. It's like, you constantly got your foot in your mouth. Yeah. Like, when she told Angie about this, that um, DNA test... That irritated you? When they that were the- irritated the hell out of me because her parents are literally sitting right there. Like, you know, I don't necessarily think that it's a good idea. We promised the donor that you would wait until you were 18. I know oh, you got questions. Yeah. Like, you completely overstepped. Them. Like, to me, you completely overstepped and you just kept going. And I'm just yeah. like, girl. That's true. But also, I I liked how when they were, when they were like, I think, waiting to meet him or to talk with his wife or something, uh, the donor's wife, how she was like, I'm a child of you know, I'm an adopted child. You know, Bet was like, she's not adopted. She's just a donor. But like, I, I feel like, yeah, Rosie, she had her moments. She had her moment. Mm-hmm. I feel like she tried, but I think it was like, yeah, she definitely did fuck up. Yeah. And I think also like, you know, she's, you can tell that she's an awkward person. Yeah. She's a, she's a, uh, she, I'm trying to think like, I know how when they explain her. Mm-hmm. I've met people like her. Yeah. <laughs> and the thing is just like, you know, there is somebody for you. Right. Mm. But I've met people like mm-hmm. you. And I'm going to just leave it at yeah. that. Um, mm-hmm. Got you. Let's see. What else didn't I like? So I will say that I thought that when they all went to that family group session um, with Micah, yeah. with Micah um, I really thought that part of his issue going home when he was just like, oh, I had a really crappy day. I felt like, but he ended up saying that he felt like he couldn't do his job well. I thought it was about to be a conversation about body autonomy. Mm. And... Um, like how he was just like, you know, he was trans and he was saying that like um, when he was talking to 
the Babbage that was mm-hmm. a psychiatrist mm-hmm. and they were talking about like, you know, prescribing medication and how they had two different opinions mm-hmm. on it because of their personal experiences. Right. I thought that that was going to be the conversation when they were talking to Angie and they were like, no, you can't donate. And she's like, it's my body. I thought that that was oh, going to be the conversation okay. from that. Um, uh, because I mean, you know, maybe it wasn't the time, maybe it wasn't the place, mm-hmm. but I just genuinely thought that it would have been interesting to kind of explore those conversations about body autonomy with yeah. teenagers. Um, That's a good point. Yeah. I also, like, what else didn't I like? I didn't like how, like, so Bet in old L word. Already Tell me about it. her because was she better? Was she worse? <laughs> I, I would like to know. She, my thing was just like Bet again. She has always had this, like, she cheated on Tina. Right. I know that. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. She cheated on Tina. Um, they break up, they make up. Bet has always been the type where she is very closed off. And it's funny because I had this conversation with a, my friend who I watched mm-hmm. the show with. Um, and she's just, like, she has this whole explanation about like, oh, Bet just loves differently and stuff like that. I'm like, fuck that. Yes, same. Can we um, can we exactly qualify, quantify and, differently? Can we explain what is differently? Differently, <laughs> like, because and I would have to let her tell it. But um, <laughs> I'm like thinking about that one. Her character now, granted, she's always been kind of like she loves her friends. I will say mm-hmm. that she loves her friends. She is there for her friends. I love that, and I know that she loves Angie. However, they made her out to be the most frigid bitch in this season. Mm. And I'm like, I don't know if you are still mourning the loss of your sister. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know because you lost the election. So like, you think she's worse this season? I think that she's worse. I think mm. that she's worse. I genuinely believe that she is worse. Okay. And Beth has always been about her business, mm-hmm. been about her business, been about herself. Mm-hmm. Um, she's been a go-getter, a boss lady. And I think that's the reason why a lot of people like her. Um, but my thing is just like, you are not a decent person. Like I fuck with Jesus. Right, right. And she's a good, she's a good fucking, right. Exactly. <laughs> so, Literally fancy dead ass. Yes. And so, mm-hmm. and then like, I'm like, okay, you finally got Pippa. You got Pippa. Mm-hmm. And you still reeling over fucking Tina. Really? But that's what... I done seen y'all together. I done seen y'all together. We didn't all seen y'all together. Yeah. And you got Pippa. But people do this all the time, though. They think that, like... They do this all... They deny the actual feelings that are happening with getting over a past thing and think they could just, like, oh, this next person, you know what I'm saying, is amazing in this way. And they think that it can erase and it just it just don't work like that. You de- you're right. You're right. And it's just like... I, I get it, but I do think that in this season, like, they made her out to be so cold. Now, I can mm. understand why she was upset um, with Danny when they made that investment and had, like, the Nunez yes. wing put into obviously. the CAC. Right. Yes, obviously. I'm like, there, her rage was warranted. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fact that, like, literally anytime Angie tried to talk to her about some shit, it was, she was shut down yes. immediately. And Angie, 
I like the fact that her girlfriend was trying to be present, but a couple of times I was just like, okay, you was trying to be like, you know, stoic, cold face because you was trying to like plan these little surprises for her. Not understand that you're a teenager, but girl, you got to read the room. She is. She's tone deaf as fuck at a couple times. She or is. at a couple of moments yeah. throughout the season. I, I thought, I'm like, yeah, if it made me sad for Angie because I'm like, damn, this girl don't have the, cause she don't have the bandwidth to understand what Angie going through. And it's like, part of me is mm-hmm. like, she is a kid. But then I'm like, damn, I wish Angie did have somebody like her age to really talk to. Yeah. And she has like her, her half sister. Yeah. Like, she called her her sister. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like her little sister. She's getting to know her. I felt really bad that Angie didn't get to meet her donor. Yeah. I was just like, God damn it. Like, oh, really? <laughs> you said y'all couldn't, couldn't have let him live. That. <laughs> y'all could have gave her that. Like, let him die after she walked out the room. Yeah. But... She's been, her sister was really sweet and like passed the questions around and let her friends yeah. or let the family answer or whatever. Was which I was like, okay, that's really sweet yeah. of the sister. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I do not like the way. And then I don't like the fact that they are like almost hinting at Tina and Beck getting back together. That please don't, please, please don't. Because that's such a tired ass. Yeah. Been there, done that. Yeah. Ain't nothing changed. Yeah. They may be nothing teasing changed. us. They, they may be teasing like like the people who have watched like so. you. You know what I'm saying? Who are like because there are people who are invested in that, just based off the nostalgia. Maybe they trying to. <laughs> I feel you. Sorry. I'm sorry. We gotta grow up at some point. Real <laughs> shit. Real <laughs> shit. I agree. I'm sorry, but. I'm trying to think, was there anything else that I didn't like? Because I know that you got a laundry list. Too. Well, it's not it's not super um, long. Um, mm. You could tap in if something come up. Um, oh, I will okay. say the only one thing, there was one last thing. Um, and it was at the beginning of the season mm-hmm. when they started, like how they started the poker night. Mm. One, I feel like Lena Way, she was very, very correct. <laughs> she was just like, we don't be in y'all spaces because y'all music sucks right. or some shit like yeah. that. And she was basically going down a, la- a laundry list of reasons why that they that they're not in those spaces. But I will say that they were so quick. First of all, Shane didn't know that this was old girl's wife. Yeah. Like, and you were so quick to kick her out. Like, I really felt like that could have been a really cool ass way to incorporate more black queer mm-hmm. people. Um, mm-hmm. and like when they created the poker night, I almost kind of felt like, okay, you're taking away from this community or are you only catering to the white community that your that your bar is in? Or are you like taking away from yeah. the poker night that was created by this queer, queer space, space yeah. this black queer, queer space? space. Um, mm-hmm. and that's the only that's thing where I was point. like, we're probably not going to get any results from, from that. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely agree. And, and and that moves into my dislikes is like, how are we going to, can this, is it possible? Is it possible? That's and I, I'm still thinking about it. I'm asking, just, just asking it all because I'm thinking on it. Is it possible for this show to equally show this like multicultural environment, but also show the niggas who come from like nigga places and like also move to LA? Like, is there any way we show mixed race communities but also communities that are interracial at the same time is there any way Mm -hmm. we show this mixed la but also like parts of la that are not mixed at the same time like because you're right that would have been an opportunity for them to like incorporate more black queer people specifically can we get a friend who joined a, a, a person or maybe a couple who joined or who moves to where they live at and they grew up in the same you know, all black, all all Latinx, whatever neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, that's one of my dislikes is, like, 
it's the continue feeling like you forcing it. Like you said, they dropped this like, not Easter egg, but they did this scene with Lena Waithe in the beginning, and they, you know, and it's it's looking and then nothing, mm-hmm. and then nothing, right? Yeah. And then and then she's gone, and then you're right, like. But honestly, in my brain, if I had to guess, I just feel like. I don't, everything don't need to be for everybody. Like, so I'm not trying to say they need to change the show and make it, but I, I think they could try more to like show different kinds of relationships and different Mm -hmm. kinds of people. And people feel touchy about this, right? Cause I'm just going to say it. I believe that there are some people of color who are more palatable to white people and that plays for TV as well to white audiences. And it ain't taking away nobody blackness. It ain't taking nobody away. Nothing about who they are. It's just the facts. And I feel like these shows be committed to showing that one kind versus like motherfuckers who is like from different kinds of environments. Um, And they touched on that in the OL word. mm -hmm. They touched on that in the OL word in the later seasons. um, Alice was dating um, Tasha, she was a black girl, okay. another interracial. Mm-hmm. She was in the military. Mm-hmm. One thing that I will say that the way that they portrayed Tasha, when in real life, I ended up finding out, okay, Jennifer Beale, who plays Beck, is straight. Yeah. And um, so is the character that played Tasha. Okay. Um, but the way that they portrayed Tasha, she was the only black woman outside of the racially ambiguous Beck mm-hmm. and Pam Greer. Right who was on the show and they had her as this like like it was just like emotionally stunted like she was like this strong black woman that was kind of like a like not necessarily like a stud mm-hmm. um, she's masculine maybe more but masculine. she was more masculine okay. yeah and they briefly touched on like you know you go to your clubs we go to our clubs okay. because her she had a friend who was um, a Latina mm-hmm. and she, the friend was basically like, Oh, I think you're the white version of me talking to Shane because mm-hmm. Shane was out here fucking around. Mm-hmm. And then the Latin friend or Latinx friend mm-hmm. was out here fucking around too. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're like, Oh, we've never crossed paths because we come from different sides of the yeah. tracks. We don't be in the spaces that y'all be right. in. And it was something that was briefly touched on, but I felt like, for y'all to briefly touch on it in the OL word, y'all definitely do could have expanded on that. Yes. Yeah. And it would be a plus for them because the 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 reason this aggravates me is because the only reason I fucking gave this show a chance is from niggas like me. You know what I'm saying? Like we be watching all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then it's kind of like, what are you saying that if you have different types of people on the show, like that you scared your audience isn't gonna like it anymore? You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's like yeah, it's like we know that all kind of people are watching, so why can't we do better with what this what this shit is looking like? So I wonder if it's possible to have some type of of mix um, because I'm tired of this forced. I know this is L.A. or whatever, but like I'm tired of it. Um, speaking of characters, yes, Bet is the absolute worst. She is insufferable. I cannot. I, I have nothing nice to say about her. And you telling me that the, this iteration of her is worse than the previous? I'm like, okay. Maybe they can make her a little better, but I just like we. I'm over here talking about it only being mixed race couples for the most part. Um, but and I get it. Like Bet and Peppa, Peppa are both black, but I could give a shit less. I could care less. I don't care because I hate Bet. So it's, it's, it's it. 
that sucks because I wish I could care more. But I'm like, I hate that. She ruins everything. I feel like she's just going to ruin Peppa's life. And then that's going to suck. And we're not going to see Peppa again. Um, so Sophie and Finley. Again, these are more about the characters than the show itself. But like, yeah, I also mm-hmm. hate them. Same. Finley as a couple, as a couple for sure. For me, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm hesitant to say like, this is what you get to Sophie. But I wonder if Sophie realizes how miserable she's been. Like, she looks miserable and tired this whole season. Mm-hmm. Because you can't fix nobody. And like you said, like, definitely we can see how she led up to the point of messing with Finley. But also, just because this person filled this gap, you couldn't see how messy Finley was from the beginning? Like, it's, Right. As your friend. As your friend. Yes. As your friend. And she knew. Thing is, she knew, but I think that that might also speak to who she was as a person now. Yeah. Like you said, Danny and Sophie probably wouldn't have lasted. Right. Gigi and Danny are much more, like, compatible yeah. as far as, like, career goals and who they, like, they just complement each other. Yeah. Like, Finley and Sophie, it's just, it's not there because I think that there's still a level of maturity that Finley needs to, to reach and part of yes. that. Yeah. And part of that is due to her being ostracized from her family. Mm-hmm. And part of that is also because of alcoholism. Right. Um, and just general insecurities. Like you showing up at your ex at your girlfriend's ex's spot and <sighs> asking her That was a lot What can I do to be better? You walking up to the girl you, you slept with my fiance and you asking me how can I get like I'm you? surprised she didn't hear her. I said she is much again? better than me. Again, <laughs> right. Cause she deserves it again. Not in my space. Mom Miss Mama's no. Um you're right. You're definitely right. And I think Sophie got to pay attention to her part because I think you got to be able to look at a per. That's why I, that's why I take my time. That's why I take my time because you got to be able to Absolutely. look at a person and Absolutely. see the full picture. And I think the reality was like, yes, she was there for you during these moments, but she had a lot of shit going on that's been going on. But you just now mm-hmm. noticing it because now you're like fucking her. You know what I'm saying? Like, now you get it. But it's been happening. And then also, like, Sophie, you're a producer. And I'm not saying your partner have to be having no huge job. But it's very clear to us that Sophie wants a partner who is doing something with himself in some kind of way. Mm -hmm. And so I think that ain't never changed. You going from Danny to family? And and you looking at Finley, asking Finley these questions. And Finley looking confused because this has been Finley from day one. But you was not. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, you were caught up in the sags or whatever so i hate them i could really they could start season three and we don't hear nothing from sophia finley and i will sleep good at night like i just don't (laughs) care like i don't want to see them no more it just gets me mad and i think like when i talked about being invested in a character this has made me more invested in danny i can't lie because it's maybe it's the part that she like the scorn person like Mm -hmm. she was she was done wrong and i want that bitch to win like so that's what characters. Maybe going through it with her dad right now. Oh my it's a God. no. She is. And she. And I will say, like, I felt really bad for her. I felt so sad when she was just like, when she was talking to Gigi, and she was just like, she had when she was talking to Sophie, and when she was talking to mm-hmm. Gigi, because she had a valid point when she was just like, this is this doesn't feel like my space anymore. Yeah. Like everybody is over here with Sophie, and she's the one that she cheated on me. On me. I don't feel like I have anybody right now. I'm going through all this stuff with my dad. I'm about to like potentially. And he tricked me into signing papers. papers. So now I am in charge of a company that I do not support at all. Um, And the only person that I feel like I have in my corner right now, because Bet is pissed off at me too right now. The only first person I feel like I have in my corner right now, I like her. Yeah. 
And it's just like, I don't want to rush into that. Yeah. And I don't want to fuck that up because I literally don't have anybody else in my corner yeah. right now. That I mean, real oh look, 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 real shit, and like, especially too. I forget who she was talking to. It may have been Micah, maybe I forget either Micah or family. Basically, she has said like, people aren't there for you when they really when they think of you as the strong one, like. Like, how she feels like everybody else is catering mm-hmm. to Sophie and catering to Finley. But, like, nobody's trying to see how the fuck Danny is doing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I was like, I so agree. I'm like, that's yeah. so real. Mm-hmm. When you perceive as a strong friend, people kind of forget when you're going through stuff because you ain't necessarily, I don't know, talking about it all the time or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. So, yes, lo- love that. Um, I feel very indifferent about Shane and Tess. I have to be honest. I like that we saw their friendship and it feel real and I could get the investment. I think I just personally don't feel invested. I feel indifferent. I just mm-hmm. kind of like, okay. Um, <sighs> yeah, but like you say, it's nice that they can be real about the relationship diversion in different ways. I So, okay, back to Alex. Remember when I said, like, I like to see them showing this bisexual pan person and what Mm -hmm. it'd be like. The thing with that, I'm still very tired of the men-woman bisexual experience being shown, like, not necessarily Mm -hmm. showing the other kind of bisexualities, the other kind of pansexualities. Like, to me, it contributes. Like, every single time we see another bisexual, and they first off, when they only name them bisexual, and it's only men and women, I feel like whenever we, the more we see that, the more people are going to, like, not understand the different ways bisexuality and pansexuality exist. Mm-hmm. And obviously these mm-hmm. people exist, but it keeps being the only way it's shown, which keeps contributing to this argument about bi versus pan. And it just is, I'm tired of it. Like, and it makes me think of Vita. It was a show on stars. I'm sad it got canceled. But it was about these two sisters who were trying to like revive their mom's bar in East LA. Mm -hmm. And one of the sisters, she would say she's like pansexual and she would say she's bi. And then you would see her dating like non-binary people, see her dating different people, different genders. Mm -hmm. And that was like, and they're Latinx and or they're they're Mexican specifically. And like, that was so huge. It's so small, but that was so huge because you never see pansexuality or bisexuality mm-hmm. in that way. And then at least the people who have these identities, if you're one who it doesn't look like men, women, having to another level of having to try to, you know, explain this fucking thing that ain't rocket science, but it just be irritating. Um, mm-hmm. Like one of my friends says, I don't don't perceive me. I don't want to be perceived like real shit. But then also there comes times where you have to sometimes explain Mm -hmm. even within the community niggas instantly want to know especially with lesbians they want to know if you was a specifically a lesbian or not and if you was not a a lesbian some of them ain't trying to hear it like it's and you want to know something (laughs) when i came out Mm -hmm. like that was also because it was part of how i was raised but then also coming into the community yeah it was like, if I come out, I have to be lesbian. Mm-hmm. Like, I have to go all the Aww. way and just be lesbian. And all so when way. I first came out, mm-hmm. and it was funny, National um, Coming Out Day was yesterday. Yes. And I reshared the post from when I, like, publicly said that I was mm-hmm. out um, a couple years ago. But when I first started, like, you know, talking to women mm-hmm. and all that stuff, I was like, oh, I'm gay. I'm a lesbian. And, like, I was like, okay, I really feel like I am. Like, my attraction to women has always been much stronger. Right. But it's like, okay, Santa, you do realize. And I remember thinking like, okay, bisexuality is 
mm-hmm. bad or not valid. Mm-hmm. Like you, like it it's was literally that whole like yeah. yes, or like you you playing both sides, whatever yeah. it was. It was like internalized biphobia that I seriously had to unpack mm-hmm. and like get rid of because I was just like, okay, sis, you is she, she is right, her, she is right, me, like, right, right, right. <laughs> um, and then on top of that, but even if I didn't identify like that, like the like my education behind that was entirely flawed. Mm. Like it was flawed and it was rooted in homophobia Mm -hmm. and biphobia Mm -hmm. and coming to terms with that. And it makes it so much harder for you to get to the point of understanding for yourself. That's the annoying thing. That's why this kind of stuff is important because it's like, imagine if you equally had these different informations or if you just had the correct information up front it may have been a little bit yeah. easier that's why this kind of shit yeah be... and it starts with rep- yeah representation in television yeah, yeah you know, so i definitely understand yeah that. and imagine being a person who ain't queer at all you know what i'm saying of course you're gonna think bisexuality just men women if you're not around you know mm-hmm. people so that i'm tired of elwer can definitely do this y'all can do that mm-hmm. y'all can easily because for me the reality was just like well, I'm attracted to people. These people are saying that there are these different genders. I don't know about them, but I'm attracted to them. So that that's as simple as yeah. what it is. And I think that's true for like more people than we think. Um, mm-hmm. So that and the finale was just underwhelming for me. It was. Oh, my God. Okay, yes. I'm glad. I'm glad. You yes. did too, yes. I was it was like, so underwhelming. And I think is that why you said that like whether or not it'll be like there'll be another well, season because it was so. It was very underwhelming. The penultimate episode, the one before that, was much better to me than the last one. Like, it was actually super good versus the last one. And I just said that because just because the network hasn't, you know, released a state. You know, usually they release their new upcoming lineup or whatever. Mm -hmm. They haven't released, um, like, a statement yet saying if it's going to be renewed or not. But also, at this time, it's nothing to be worried about because they usually release that sometime later. So, or like probably mm-hmm. early next year or something like that. Maybe later this year is yeah. usually when they, um, when Showtime would, would say that. So those are my, those are the dislikes that come to mind for the most part. But I would say I overall liked this season. This season was just way better. They stopped trying to talk about shit they could not, that they had the range for. And you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? It has its things, but... Do you have any hopes if there is a season three? Because, again, we don't know. Do, do you have any hopes if there was a season three were to come of, you know, what you want to see? So, one, and I should have mentioned this earlier, mm-hmm. I want to continue to see. I fucking love Beth's Closet. Beth's Closet, <laughs> Gigi's Closet. Um, you said the yes, fashion. Gigi's Closet and some of, some of Alice's shit. Some of like Alice's, Alice's too, Some of it yes. is a little bit too flashy for me, but it's good on yeah. her. But... I love the closet. Moving forward, one, I definitely want to see more, like you said, same race mm-hmm. or same cute people. Mm-hmm. Even if it <laughs> is like period. Afro yes. cute yes. people. Um, you know, definitely seeing like, okay, where where are my, my they bays at? Yeah. Where are my non-binary yeah. people at? Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely want to see more, more of that. Um, definitely want to see more of like Gigi and Definitely want to see more of like Gigi and Danny. Mm-hmm. Um, Please, I beg of them. That will keep me watching oh, this show. Gosh, the whole shit can like, burn down. If you give me Gigi and Danny, I'm there. Just, please. <laughs> like, I just really want Gigi 
and Danny. Like, I want to continue to see how they grow together, mm-hmm. how they how they grow, like, within their own respective rights. Because I definitely think that Danny is breaking away. Like, she's trying to carve her it, like, create a name for her own. Her own stuff, yeah. Um, yeah, but she's also trying to create a name for her own outside of her father. Right. Um and it seems like as soon as she feels like she's starting to get outside of that, he finds a way to loop her back mm-hmm. into his mess. Mm-hmm. Um, I look forward to hopefully Bet moving the fuck on, and I want to see please, what the please, <laughs> please, please, please. And I'm not even Where gonna lie, go? I want Kiara to make a messy return. I do too. I want Kiara to make a messy. Return. I do too. I do. I do too. I would love to see it. And I want it to be longer than one or two episodes. Like, I want it to be, like, a season-long, like, Shane is really... Yeah. Like, what the yeah. fuck? Yeah. It's making me think, like, do I not care about Shane and Tess because I don't see the passion? Because I feel like with Kiara, I saw the passion. And maybe that's the drama in mm-hmm. me, right? Like, I don't believe in that toxic relationship shit. But I'm also, no, I'm mm-hmm. human. Maybe that's, what's, maybe that's what's grabbing me. <laughs> that's exactly but I feel, what it is. Because I was like, when they was together, I was like, oh, this is, like, a lot. Like, they, like, I feel this. And then with Tess, because I'm like, boy. Bored, bored, bored. You're bored because of the fact that Shane knows peace with but Tess. See, uh, 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 <laughs> I said to because I, I, I want peace. I don't like that drama shit. This is why I be having barely a dating life because when I see the the, the shit coming, I run. But mm-hmm. like, but here's the thing: it's different for TV. You right? It's like when you have your whole life put together. Like I know people who are like you know throughout their entire like throughout their day to day life they are very well put together and they're like my guilty pleasure is I watch fucking love and hip hop I love that message. oh me too because that's, that's not my me. life yeah that's that <laughs> like, that's me. not my life that that's me you right so it might be you right you right you right dang you made me think of something because I remember when you brought up um somebody you said Bet was a good friend. But then a horrible lover. Mm-hmm. I said, mm, this is so emblematic of so many people. You know how many people I'm mutually friends with, but they don't know the trash that went on because they, the person may be a good friend, but they a terrible ass person in a relationship. Like, that's just so real. Um, what else? What else? What else? Okay. I want to see more of Angie being a kid. Mm-hmm. I think we definitely did see that first season. And I get yeah. kids go through things and I like seeing um her donor like journey i guess i'm wondering mm-hmm. though if all this stuff is stopping her from like self-exploration but also i'm like maybe i'm thinking too hard about it you know what i'm saying because she's obviously very affirmed in who she is with her family like so it could very well um be me but i want to just see more of her being a kid the next season i also want to see like more <laughs> single experiences like a, like a character who was like single and like mm-hmm not really dating anybody or trying to date people, but showing the ups and downs with that shit. Because like you said, it's all this like in this relationship, I like my coworker. We kissed once. Like it's, it's just, it's, it's, it's giving, it's chaos when you got all that shit going on Mm -hmm. versus like the more real. And I get this TV, like you said, but like the more realistic, like, okay, is there a queer character, queer character who like chilling? Like, you know what I'm Man, saying? That would be so sweet. Wouldn't like, it be nice? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Representation. Like, can I see myself on the screen? Please? Right. <laughs> right. That ass. I'm like, this is the, I'm asking y'all, represent me. Okay, please. Like. Listen, asking for myself. Can we please do right, that? Right. Asking for me. <laughs> that ass. And then back to Micah's character. I want to see more of her. I know we talked about like, you know, having two black people date. I'm like, what if like she starts dating Sophie or something like that? Like, can we see bad bitch energy but it being two black people i i, I want to see more of her specifically huh 
Micah, the the I forget her name. We couldn't remember her name, but the girl, Micah's coworker. Oh, yes, like I would yes, just like to keep yes, seeing let, her. Let them cross paths. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, cause like I say, it's very hard for me to get behind Bet and Peppa because I just I don't like Bet. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. So them them is my hopes. Did you have any more hopes? Listen, uh, I don't know. I definitely want to see, like you said, like there needs to be an expansion on some of these topics. Mm-hmm. So if we can get a little bit more background and some more storylines with um, Micah's colleague. Yeah. Like, even if she doesn't end up with Sophie, because right. like you have the trans male experience, but then like, okay, having like a mm-hmm. trans woman's experience, Absolutely. a trans black woman's woman of color. Yeah, specifically yes. black. Uh, is she black? Is she a black woman? I'm pretty sure she's um, black. I thought she was yeah, black. She um, might be Latina, a trans but she's black. black. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I'm like, definitely her experience mm-hmm. because like she's like he you know micah said um they when they had their whole disagreement about getting like one of the one of the patients started mm-hmm. on hormone medications um there's two totally different experiences right. they're going based off of two totally different experiences right. why not explore them right more? um and then of course there are other experiences that are you know somewhere on the spectrum between mm-hmm. the two um i would like to see that um and i believe you know at the moment that's all that comes to yeah. mind yeah um, i mean we hit on so much I just see more. yeah yeah just friendships i just love i will say that throughout all of it i really do appreciate shane bet and alice's friendship mm. like they are solid for each other yeah this is true and they know their boundaries yes and they respect each other's boundaries mm-hmm. like when it came to relationships they might ask questions but if somebody's just like okay you need to chill they're like okay yeah or like what's going on with so-and-so like they have their lives outside of their friendships outside of yeah. work outside of romance like they have their own individual thing yes yes journeys and all that stuff like they have their own stories but i love that and i love the fact that they respect that and they support Mm -hmm. one another Mm -hmm. that's huge that's huge so to end off the conversation we're gonna move into the last portion of the show which is that's homophobic where if it's some shit you just want to rant about you just want to get it off your chest. It ain't got to be homophobic. You can do that. Or if there's anything mm-hmm. that you are living for, something you're excited about that's queer related or otherwise. So I'm going to say something that I'm excited yes. about. Yes. Um, do you watch Sex Education? I have not watched the latest season. It's been a while. I'm not the biggest fan. I don't okay. dislike it, but I'm not the hugest fan either. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I really like Sex Education. Okay. Um, what I love about this season that's coming up, or that's um, the newest season that was just released, mm-hmm. um, one of the characters, I can't remember his name, um, he's a black guy. One. I don't know who you're talking about. He was like the a star one. athlete. Oh. Yeah, star, yeah, he was like a, no, 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 no not um, the gay. Okay. Oh, living for him too. Okay. Living for him too. Not necessarily living for, I don't like the whole like bully to lover mm. storyline for gay mm. boys. And especially because of the fact that his bully was a white boy. Mm. I didn't like that. Okay. I didn't like that at all. Um, I'm not, I'm not here okay. for that. But for him, he is so fucking fabulous. And his name is Eric in the mm-hmm. show. Eric, fabulous as shit. Love him. Love the fact that him and Otis, Otis is a heterosexual cis boy man okay. in the show. And he, and they're actually showing that it is very possible for a, a queer male and a straight man, a queer man and a straight man <laughs> yes. to be, my goodness. Yes, you got it, you got it. A queer man and a straight man to be friends mm-hmm. and be platonic friends and support one another and actually show each other emotions and not be misconstrued in any way. I really do appreciate mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But no, there's a star. There was a guy who was a star athlete who's a swimmer on the show. Okay. He's a black guy. Um, he ended up quitting the swim team. Um, ended up becoming like, like the student leader, like basically like student body president or something okay. like that. Um, but during this season, there's a new character that was introduced. Um, and they are non-binary. Okay. And it is, uh, they are a non-binary, um, like, uh, with female anatomy. Okay. Um, assigned female and at birth. So, mm-hmm. Yes, assigned female mm-hmm. at birth. Thank you. Um, and they talk about kind of their storyline and what it was like to get dressed in the locker room versus where they found this safe space where they were going to get dressed for a gym class mm-hmm. and ended up being torn down. Mm-hmm. But nobody knew that that was where they were going to change. Um, but there's an underlying romance story that I believe is going to continue to bloom between the nine, the non-binary mm-hmm. person and the black guy that was on the swim team. Mm, I gotta um, watch this. I gotta catch up. And so I'm living for it because yeah. I'm like, yes, let's see it. And, and they're non-binary and they're mass presenting. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate that because like you said, we're not seeing that on yeah. the L word. Um, the complexity. It's, it's little bits. Yeah. Yes. The complexities of it all. Yeah. And you know, they're navigating. Okay. Now we have to wear uniforms and, this head teacher is telling me that I need to wear a specific uniform because to them, they're looking at me like, Oh, you're a girl. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, don't, don't, yeah. don't, don't label yeah. me as yeah. that. No, I am non-binary. Yeah. I like to wear. And they're like, okay, well, or the head teacher's like, well, you need to make sure that your, your clothes are more fitting. I don't want to wear form fitting clothes. Oh, like what? why does this have yeah. to be a whole conversation? Right. And so just seeing how, the swim guy is coming to back for coming to bat for mm-hmm. them. Like just seeing kind of like how their friendship evolves and how you can tell that there's kind of like feelings there. Yeah. It seems like a good I like story. It. I like mm-hmm. it. And I'm excited to see where it goes. I'm only a couple of episodes in. So yeah. We'll, okay. We'll and it's we'll the recent season. Yeah. Okay. I got to catch up because I did watch the last seasons. It just was so long ago. So I have to, mm-hmm. I have to catch up. Um, I love how we're keeping it on the TV train. Okay. I'm going to stay on that train. <laughs> Uh, this week, I'm living for this animated show on Netflix called Q-Force. The shit is silly. I've heard it's of it. It's silly. I've heard that it's funny it's as funny fuck. It's funny as fuck. <laughs> it is literally so silly. Like, so basically the premise is that it's this like, I'll just say like secret agent, think like CIA agent in this cartoon world or whatever. And he finishes the academy and he comes out at, like at his like ceremony and the lead mm-hmm. person, the I don't know what you would call him, but like the dude over the whole like agency or whatever, is like um, giving definitely homophobic vibes and basic. But it's like funny. It's a funny show. So like he mm-hmm. sends him to West Hollywood, which we know is, is where the white gays be at. Sends him to West Hollywood and like acts like he's gonna let him run his own task force there. And technically, he has a task force there with other agents um, who do missions, but he never gives them an assignment. Like ever. So then they just decide to start taking assignments on their own behind his back. So it's literally like these basically these gays um, solving crimes in this cartoon. The the humor <laughs> comes from like it's witty. It, mm-hmm. it gives if if you are enmeshed in some way in queer culture. I know that's that's even a broad statement. But you know the the girls love like Whitney Houston, you know what I'm saying, shit like that. The, the different mm-hmm. it's it's in the dialogue is what's funny. Like I think okay. if you're in queer culture, 
you could get a lot of it versus like if you're not you may not get pick up on certain stuff so it's it's very funny Mm -hmm. i will say the lead is is a white man um but i think gender wise like there is a non-binary character um there's there's a character whose literal name is twink like literally his name is twink um yes and he's fucking hilarious (laughs) like it is just funny it does have you know male lead but i think it does a good job of everybody wanda sykes voices this stud character um that relationship even in the animated series mixed and mixed with black and white right but right but like whatever um it's weird though it being wanda sykes like i know this is wanda sykes i feel like maybe i should have got somebody else but um anyway it's a fun show i watched it real quick it's just like silly and cute um i hope they do another season I hate that I, I feel like it came out like early September and I kind of just heard about it. Um, but that's, 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 that's what I'm living we'll for. Check that out. Yeah. That's what I was, and I love a good adult animated series. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 I'm like, okay, you got me that. Right. Right. Type. That's why I'm looking around. I'm like thinking like, do I have a, that's homophobic. Um, shit. I'm just going to get it off because it came up in the, in this conversation my that's homophobic is for these lesbians who think it is okay to be trying to force other queer women to give them a specific title because they need you to be a lesbian as well. (laughs) I need the girls to understand that sexuality, gender, all these things are fluid and you could firmly be dating Mm -hmm. somebody who will tell you they're going to be a lesbian until the day they die and that shit might fucking change and there will be nothing you can do about it. So let's stop trying to give us um quizlet and quiz exams about our sexualities when you're just now meeting another person i think that if they are attracted to you and they are queer and also i get that it comes from like oh that's too deep i'm trying to make this short it it comes from like um some women kind of just being like oh i'll sleep with you but i wouldn't date you know that kind of thing i get it oh yeah yeah, yeah. your things because they just stop fucking with straight women (laughs) but you know (laughs) but you know they don't want to do that they don't want to do that they don't want to do that but um that's actually that's my homophobic because i'm like wow that came up and i was like it just made me think of, of a person and i was like wow that was so annoying like you bitches don't deserve like um so that's my that's homophobic. Mm-hmm. Did you have one? Listen, I, I feel like the only thing that is coming to mind right now, um, it's not necessarily homophobic. It don't got to be. That's the funny part. Mm-hmm. Listen, <laughs> I understand. Like, my mom, she is really, like, again, like I said, growing up, she um, was raised to believe a certain set of beliefs. Yes. Um, over time, I would, like, hint at, and we could talk about this mm-hmm. later. You know, how would you feel if one of your kids were queer? Yeah, yeah. Um, And over time, it was just like, okay, it started to kind of like grow on her. When I came out, she was very supportive. Mm -hmm. Um, But her support is kind of like that mom support now where she sends me like the cringiest TikToks Mm -hmm. of like, like, hey, mamas type TikToks and like thirst traps. She's trying to. Oh, hell no. I couldn't imagine. (laughs) Oh, I wish I could run around the room right now. Not her sending you the fucking thirst trap ass the ass fucking TikTok. Uh uh-uh, uh, that is not my that's not my section of TikTok. Uh uh-uh. uh. No, oh my goodness, this is so funny. No. 
And so I literally, like, I made a whole TikTok response, and I was like, if you send me one more, I was like, you're going in a home. <laughs> like, I'm like, yeah. No. Like, I didn't, but, the, but it was all in jokes, and I'm like, yeah. thank you for being supportive, but that's not necessarily, that's not my, that's not my c yeah. That's not my ministry. Yeah, so. oh my goodness. Dang, that's so crazy. And the mama, she would she would buy me like old navy shirts with like rainbows and shit. So I'm like, I thought that was annoying. That shit don't if I picked up my phone, I literally would ignore that shit. I would just be like S T O P send and that's it. Oh my goodness. That is so funny. Like, oh, oh my, my gosh, Santi. Oh my goodness. Well, thank you so much for being on the show, Santi. Thank you so much we for are having gonna... me. I know that we went way. It's over. all good because this was a good convo. I knew it was gonna be long because I'm like, I'm passionate. I'm like, I got a feeling that this is gonna be long because we both got feelings Absolutely. about this show. But thank you so much for contributing <laughs> your perspective, your ideas about the show. And we're going to have you back to talk about coming out in a new city. Because I feel like a lot of our listeners would like find that, learn about that experience very valuable. And I think maybe juxtaposing it to their own experiences because we have all been there. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. 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 Thank you so much. We definitely got to have you back. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Yes. Thank you. enjoyed this conversation with Santi about the L word. The reality is just that everything is not going to be for everybody. And I think that the L word reboot generation Q is navigating the space of how does the show stay true to itself while also grappling with the fact that it missed so many things in the first iteration. And it needs to also grow with the society's understanding of what queerness is and what queerness look like looks like because there is really no bounds. So I hope you've enjoyed this conversation. This really is a legendary episode. I would say me and Santi had so much fun on this topic and really is legendary because it's so long. <laughs> I hope y'all find value in this conversation. And I know a lot of us have so many thoughts on the L word. So please, again, drop them in the Instagram DMs. I'm going to drop a question there to get y'all perspective on what you heard in this episode and just to learn what y'all thought about the show. Thank you so much for listening to the Femcast podcast. If you've enjoyed what you heard today, please write a review on Apple Podcasts. I would greatly, greatly appreciate it. And please... Follow us on Instagram at Femcast Podcast and on Twitter at Femcast Pod CST. And also, I forgot to mention, we're going to have Santi back, okay? We're going to talk about coming out in a new city on another episode with Santi again, which I'm so excited about. So be on the lookout for that. And I will see y'all next episode.